Bring it. Hello, everybody, once again, a huge welcome to Feud to Thought with me, Ben Simmons, and my esteemed colleague, me, Martin Hill. There he is, fabulous. There I am. How, how are you doing? You had a good week? I, I have. Uh, yeah, had a good week. Been doing stuff. You, done stuff. I've had a Just good sat week. Around. Been doing stuff, yeah. No, it's all oh, good. right. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. That's what we need on a podcast detail. It is. <laughs> I think being wishy-washy with detail is fabulous. That's marvellous. Um, yeah, exactly. So here we are with what could prove to be a divisive podcast on this episode. It's uh, going to be based around the royal family. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've actually hit on a topic that's as current as current can be, given what's been going on this week. Really is. It was relatively, uh, easy, relatively easy to do research just by watching the documentary that's uh, been aired very, very recently. Yeah, I'm a big fan when research is just watching TV. That's, <laughs> that's my kind of research. It does make it easier, definitely. But before we get into that, do remember, um, if you want to send us any kind of message to um, look us up on Twitter, hit up the old Twitter feed, at Feud Thoughts, and there are links to our previous podcasts on there as well. You can search for us wherever you get podcasts and subscribe. Please do that. Thanks to everyone that's listening regularly. Good to have you out there. Yes, we are hitting. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I did forget to. We, we, we're doing well on the old. Yeah. Views, listens, twits. I tell you what, I'm all over the place. What the uh, <laughs> what the youth of today? <laughs> I think it's fair things. to say feud for thought is building, though. That's what we're like. It's uh, it's getting out there. Yeah, I did. I did this week actually. Uh, I had uh, for some reason out the blue last week. I decided I haven't spoken to anyone from my university years in quite a while and that right. for me was about 20 years ago so i just yeah. put a message out set up a group on facebook said hey i was about to have a zoom meeting uh thinking everyone would go nah not doing that what are you on about? and everyone was like yeah, yeah yeah let's do this so monday night we had this thing and i did it with them as well where i kept saying things like oh, yeah i'll tweet about it and stuff <laughs> and they're like what are you talking about I'm like, oh, well, when, on, on the Twitter, you got to, you know, you mean tweeted. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Why, <laughs> why can't I forget that? Uh, why can't I remember that even? I tell you, I'm, I'm getting old quickly is what's happening. It is a worry. But, I don't know if you've had this yet because you're a little bit younger than me, but I have noticed. A little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, not drastic. <laughs> not like it's 15 years between us or anything. But um, I've had a thing where over about the last sort of two to three years, a few times a week, I'll go into a room and have no idea what I went in there to do and really have to focus on it for a good sort of minute and then go, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. And it's like, yep, I'm starting to lose my mind. That's good. Mate, I tell you, I've had times where I've just stood up and forgotten what the heck I've stood <laughs> up for, let alone go into another room. I've got... <laughs> this literally is. I don't even know what day it is. I think lockdown's not helped either because yeah, it's just been yeah, sat sure. here. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's like there's literally times I've gone to the calendar to check. Are we on this? Is this now or did I just dream the last week? I don't know what's up. <laughs> nice, nice. Right. Well, before we get into the nitty gritty of the podcast, obviously we've got our two exciting sections beforehand. New sections. Woo! Yeah. Are we going to do? There's that's, the, that's the crowd that's cheering. The crowd for going your, wild. Yeah. Are we going gonna wild? Do, Martin's marvellous memories first or Ben's brilliant brain? That's the question. Uh, I'm happy to go first. You went first last time. Let's have your so memories. I did, I, did, I did my whole uh, 150 years ago thing. I didn't stay in the movie and music realm because I'm not going to lie, things didn't move as quick as you think they did back then. <laughs> so the same movie was kind of number one for about six months. <laughs> so uh, in terms of that idea, it went swiftly out the window. Right. But what right. I did find out, which was kind of interesting, and sadly I didn't even think to look at it and go royal related, but That's right. uh, I looked at in 1921, right, in London, the average house price was £320. <laughs> wow. Which today's wow. equivalent is about twelve thousand eight hundred ninety-six pounds. That's the equivalent of a house price from a hundred uh, from nineteen twenty-one. Yeah, and mate, 
I can't even afford that price now, <laughs> which is quite scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but get this fuel back then. Yeah. Obviously, wasn't probably a huge demand as there is now. Yeah. But yeah. fuel back then uh, was the equivalent because obviously it wasn't in pence back then. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was the equivalent of uh, three, well, 0.0, yeah, three pence, three pence per litre. And the equivalent wow. today of one pound thirty one. Oh, that's not now, so it, different, yeah. It's 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 actually more expensive than what it was because now it's about one nineteen. Well, yeah, it's one nine. Yeah, I was thinking of yeah. the highest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So it was the equivalent money of one thirty one. Now you drop forward fifty years. We go to nineteen seventy one. Yeah. The average house price was four thousand seven hundred and forty one, which wow. is the equivalent of sixty six thousand three hundred and seventy four pounds today. So a bit of a jump. Yeah, yeah, but in fifty years, not gone up that much as it has the last fifty years yeah. because, like today, the average price is about two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in London, I think it's about three, four hundred grand. So it's, yeah. it's crazy how much it's gone up. But get this: the fuel price in nineteen seventy-one was only eight pence per liter. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, so it only went up in that fifty years. I mean, it might have up and down, but within that fifty-year period, it went up five p per liter. However. When you equivalent that into inflation and everything, it's yeah. only one pound and five p in today's equivalent. Wow. So it actually got a load cheaper. Yeah. And now it's got up, but like nowhere near to the realms of what it was before. That is interesting. I've enjoyed that. Good yep, research. Some feud for thought for you there, people. Get that well, feud for thought. At feud thoughts, I'm here all week. <laughs> well done. Now, um, Ben's brilliant brain has discovered this relatively recently and Knowing it was going to be based on the monarchy, I did try and make it monarchy related. Um, and I, I, I didn't even know this. I'm, it must have been in the media about five or six years ago. But in 2015, Queen Elizabeth II became the longest serving monarch ever that Britain has ever had basically yes and i was not I aware of that. i did uh, know it, it before that it was queen victoria but uh, i have now got for you the five longest serving monarchs that britain has ever had so oh okay we are in, delving into history in fifth place was edward the third who reigned for 50 years and four months 1327 to 1377 so right. uh, quite long and then Fourth place, Henry III, 56-year reign in 1216 until 1272. Uh, third place, George III, 59 years and three months from 1760 to 1820. And then now in second place, Queen Victoria, 63 years and seven months, 1837 to 1901. And then now Elizabeth II, crowned in 1952 and she's still going it's been 69 years and one month at the moment yeah i thought she was longer than that to be honest because i thought she was quite young when she well, well she would have been i suppose still yeah. 60 years makes sense yeah i think she, she must she's, have what, she's late, in the 90s now isn't she yeah she must have been late 20s when she was when it was her coronation then yeah so uh, yeah. I think she's 94 or 5 or something like that at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought she was actually under 20 when she... Uh, I could be wrong. But, but I think um, Queen, Queen Victoria was only about 17, 18 when she became Queen, I think. So, yeah. Is that right? There you go. Some interesting facts for you there. Yes. So on with the Royals then, Benjamin. This week has been quite the interest, interesting. It has I've been interesting. Turned, sorry, I've turned it to Jonathan Ross for a minute. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what um, it's been quite controversial. There, there hasn't really been major newsworthy royal stories for quite a long time, enough to make the public want to sit and watch a documentary with someone or something like that. I suppose the most recent scandal has been Prince Andrew being associated with that guy who killed himself and whatever and stepping back from royal duties and whatever. But uh, Well, I was more fascinated with the, the Diana thing last year, and I still don't think it's been resolved. Yeah. When it came out that Bashir was an, was a was an idiot, and yeah, yeah, and uh, the, I, I don't even know if he's been held accountable for it yet. Sort of trick. What was it? He sort of tricked her into taking part in that interview. Yeah, he tricked right? her into that interview. Like he gave her loads of information that was false and uh, or lied to her brother and things like. He, he basically just concocted a situation where he ended up doing this interview. Yeah. 
Anyway, that went I mean, down in history as the greatest interview, but it was it was it was all rubbish. Basically, in our lifetime, I guess the biggest royal scandal has been Charles and Diana getting divorced and the whole thing about that, admitting they cheated on each other and then Diana being killed in that horrendous way and all the fallout from that and whether anyone will ever know the truth about what really happened, who knows? But that's been the kind of biggest thing. I do think the Diana death was quite a big th- at the time yeah i'll give you the divorce i mean divorce now is is oh yeah, you know, yeah if a royal wanted to get divorced now i mean i'm glad that happened because i don't think that should be something that's frowned upon anyway and yeah uh, yeah sure yeah you can't the whole thing of forcing people to be together yeah was a, i think that's something that's well i hope that's something that's kind of ended now with that yeah. because yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. there's too much uh, cover the the royal family are too public now, basically. So you can't really hide a lot of things anymore, like you could back then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they're under so much scrutiny from everything, everywhere they go. Yeah, which, which you know, previous kings and queens have, have not had to deal with the amount of stuff that Queen Elizabeth has. Yeah, she's literally seen the entire thing change throughout her whole reign when she. Yeah, totally. When she took on TV was new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Well, let's let's get into it a little bit more about this recent interview. Then it's uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, aren't they? Yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> or no? I guess have they had their? Are titles? they still? I don't think they have. No, We've I think they've, t- they've had their well, titles. This is confusing me as well. That's part this of whole it. interview thing has confused me because they keep referring to them under the titles and that they keep saying they don't have the titles and things. Have yeah, been well, basically, removed. it's Prince Harry and his wife Meghan talking to April Winfrey. If you haven't seen it, where have you been? Um, or maybe you're not interested in it, which is fine, but that's what we're talking about at the moment. And um, all that strikes me, I think we may disagree on this a little bit because you seem to have a bit more of a well, I don't know exactly what your opinion is, you can tell us in a minute, but. My only feeling of why it happened and thought it was a bit strange, I don't have a problem with timing of anything because they claimed their motives for doing it were they couldn't be lied about in the media anymore and sort of enough is enough, it's time for the public to hear our side of the story. Um, But I just think other than that, what possible benefit did they have from doing it i don't believe there's any cynicism with regards to the timing and trying to do it at a particular time i just think they were like well we're going to do it now and that's that but uh i did i did tweet on uh a few thoughts when i was watching this i don't know if you saw the tweet yeah uh, but i did put out there like i and i'm not uh, not trying to be funny when I was saying it or anything, but I was just like, why does this interview exist? <laughs> yeah. Like there's the only sole reason for that interview really was for them to air their family's laundry in a public place while simultaneously complaining about public attention. Yeah. And that's... it seemed the most baffling thing to me that you're like, right, we're really sick of all this press. We're really sick of all this publicity. Let's go on to this massive public forum and tell everyone about our family secrets because that's going to stop it. <laughs> yeah no i realize there's a little bit of a conflict of interest with that how can you say we're we're fed up with all the press intrusion and we want to live our lives in peace and we want to go to a different country and take ourselves away from it but here's a huge media thing <laughs> where everyone's going to want access to this interview but i guess the argument against that is it's in a controlled environment where they can be in control of what happens and how relaxed the scenario it is and the person that's actually going to be interviewing them and whatever. And there's negotiations that must have happened there for all that to take place in the way it took place. And from what I understand, their problem seems to be, yeah, there was a few, I mean, I didn't think they revealed anything particularly shocking about the Royal family where you go, Oh my God, that's totally unacceptable for it to be like, dirty laundry I get because it's not that directly anyone else who's seen to be a high up member of the royals has said something terrible or acted in a bad way to them or if oh, it, there's if a they... lot of media reading stuff into yeah, making yeah, yeah. a mountain out of a molehill oh yeah a lot but, of... 
Right. But it seems like she asked for help from someone senior within the what they were referring to as the institution. And this is something I've never really understood how it works until I've read a bit about it recently. But apparently each royal household has sort of what you would regard as a more sort of professional image than you think. And sort of each royal household has a head of household, has a PR department, has an HR department, has all these kind of things. And they sort of operate as a business. And I've never really thought of it like that. But someone high up within their household or Prince Charles household or the Queen's household has clearly said something that's been regarded as could be seen as racist towards their baby. And then someone else who's high up within it has shown no sympathy towards her claiming to have told them that she's having suicidal thoughts. Those are the two things that I think are actually quite bad. And according to that interview, it's not been an actual member of the royal family that's reacted in that way. Yeah. In fact, all the way through it, he kept saying he's got the utmost respect for the Queen. He loves it a bit. Nothing the Queen's done is wrong. He said all this, and yet all the focus is on, oh, the Queen's done this and the Queen's got racist. And I'm like, they said numerous times in that interview that she's got nothing to do with it, and yet all the focus has gone to the Queen. The Queen has to respond to this. And I, I, I kind of... I kind of get annoyed with that kind of level of nitpicking. Yeah. Because it's just anything else that happens in the world, no one says, oh, the Queen's got to talk about this before we can (laughs) stay up about it. You know, (laughs) there could be a war going on and everyone will look to Boris Johnson to say something before they get the Queen involved. Yeah. But something about this and suddenly, oh, until the Queen says anything, everything's rubbish. Uh, It's such a weird scenario that everyone falls in line with this, that I just, I can't even get my head around it. What, really. what I found frustrating was she said to them a couple of times in that interview to each of them, um, you've said you couldn't believe you're having your titles taken away. You said you wanted to step back as royals and they were taking your security away. And yeah. to, she said, what does that actually mean? And they went, they're taking our security away. And I'm like, you're just repeating it. You're not actually saying what that means. To to me, I envisage they have private security agents, like you imagine when you see like the people protecting the president in America, like the from the FBI or whoever it is, Homeland Security. Um, Like they have private agents around their property at all times and maybe sort of surveillance people further afield or whatever, keeping an eye on everything and protecting it. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, because they wouldn't say. But then there becomes there's this whole weird issue of we want to step back. We want to go abroad. We don't want to be senior royals anymore. But we still want this, however much it costs, to have however many people protecting us. Yeah. And well, the do- thing is, the security is paid for by the taxpayer. So we... Yeah. As a, we pay for the security for all the royals previously, and a few years ago now, I think basically what happened is the royal family just became massive. Like it wasn't just a case of one of them had an heir, and that was it. That, you know, they stopped reproducing. Like yeah. families now just go on forever, and yeah. you've got the three. You got Andrew and Charles, and that they've all had like two or three kids. They've all had like two or three kids themselves. They've all had two or three kids themselves. And eventually, at some point, and it was it was declared in the Commons or decreed or whatever that it was changing that they would only focus on the top tier and the direct hierarchy. So Charles is next in line. William's yeah. next in line. Uh, I forget the name of William's kid. Next in line, George. And yeah, they yeah. get yeah, they get the security that is taxpayer because these are the heirs. That's the future of the. Yeah, royal line. Yeah, but then you've got like Princess Beatrice, Princess Eugenie. Uh, they don't have security. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 pay for their own security. I mean, they might have it, but it'll be paid for by themselves or their family or whatever. Uh, so likewise, that's going to extend to Harry and his kids. He probably knew he was never going to get security. Yeah, it's it's a very odd thing that they keep saying they've taken the security, they've taken the security, and I'm like, well, what about the rest of your family? They don't have it. Why, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. And she keeps saying that's her grandchild. So is Beatrix, and so is yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't because know he's Charles's son. What he gets more 
priority than the others. That's I don't that's remember hearing that. I never knew. I've I haven't done enough to know research to know about that whether what level of being a royal entitles them to what level of protection provided by who. I didn't know much about the sort of less senior royals and what they do, so to speak. But <clears throat> yeah, and really the whole thing of that whole interview was they they felt like they were trapped being in the UK. And really the worst thing to come out of it is once again, the power that the media have and how much they're able to screw people over. And, and it showed, and all right, you're going to get sensationalist <clears throat> media and you get ludicrous things in America, um, publications that just print things that are ridiculous. But they did see there were quite a lot of still images of press articles throughout that interview of things that just seemed unbelievably harsh towards that Megan. It was like when they got married, everyone loved it. She was a celebrity and coming coming into the royal family, being a part of the royal family. And then quite quickly, the press seemed to turn and there seemed to be a lot of negative attention towards her. I, I would agree with that in the way that it was portrayed. Just to um, clarify my point there, uh, I just had a quick look. Yeah, so Beatrice and Eugenie are still grandchildren of the Queen's. They don't have security paid for by the taxpayer, but it's not necessarily a hierarchy thing, as I just said. It's because they're not full-time royal. So if you're not a full-time royal and you work for yourself, you earn your own money, right, you're yeah. not eligible to be covered by what the taxpayer pay to support you. So if the taxpayer is paying for you to be a royal and you yeah. work for the taxpayer going around and doing all your business. Yeah, yeah. If they're not doing that, if they're working for themselves, if they're doing it, you know, you can't be a part-time royal. You're either a royal or you're not a royal. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Eugenie and Beatrice, they have their own businesses now. Uh, so they they work for a living. So they're not entitled to be part of that royal, ex not exemption, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just the deal. And apparently that's always been the deal. But it was 2012, apparently, there was some sort of thing about them focusing mainly on the uh, hierarchy thing. Okay. Well, also, a, a quote directly from Harry. So Harry, this was about two years ago when he first, uh, one and a half years ago, when he first said, I want to leave. And he said, we're going to step down. His quote to the press was, we want to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a direct quote. So he knew that he wasn't going to be getting money. He knew that he was going to have to work. Yeah. And things like that, when I was listening to this interview, this is, it just felt like such a work to me. Like we were being played. And you got to remember, she is an actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was her job for many years on quite a popular TV show. Uh, yeah. One of my favourite CV shows, actually. Uh, so it, it just the whole thing just smacked of being staged for me. That yeah, interview. But if you think she was acting, then what was the benefit? What was the point of acting, or in in that case, not being truthful about the things she was saying? What would be the aim of that? Because she wants work. She wants. It's it's the whole adage, isn't it? Controversy creates cash. Right. That whole thing. She's okay. they're, they're trying to build their own company now. They've got this massive deal with Netflix, they've got this massive deal with where they're doing this podcast. They're doing they're going to be doing this probably reality show on Netflix. What are you going to talk about? Yeah. You need someone to talk, you need some scandal, you need someone to get people interested. Who's going to get people in the door? We've already had countless Kardashian shows and all that kind of stuff yeah. to get someone interested in watching them. There needs to be some kind of controversy. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the girl's got no mental health problems. I actually think she does, just not the ones that she's talking about <laughs> in the thing. But did you see the images? Um, it's really hard to show things like that. There's, there's pictures of her in comparison to Diana, and I genuinely think she has an obsession with, with Princess Diana. I think almost like th there's... Um, I don't know how you'd find it or Google it, but if if you if you look for there's a comparison of right. different stages when she went stuff. She's dressed almost identical in every way to uh, Princess Diana. It's it's scary, right. actually. The, the similarities, and I just get this impression that she's following this cycle. 
And it's ironic because he kept saying about history repeating itself. And I'm like, well, I think she's kind of making it repeat itself. I think she wants this kind of scandal. It's a horrible thing to say, I know, uh, but I, I don't know who's going to listen to this and come back and get me, probably <laughs> everyone. Um, I just think that there's... Um, Yeah, just this thing in her head where she's kind of comparing herself to that, and whether it's something that he's built up, and it's it's weird because it's her son as well. That I just keep thinking about this. Uh, yeah, I ha- the, the, I hadn't thought. Were- well, I didn't know it, it. It might be naive, but I hadn't thought that with this company, I'd heard of them doing deals with Netflix and doing deals with broadcasters in America. But I didn't realise it was going to be like a reality show with them in it. I thought it was for them to create productions with their own production. No, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying spitballing that there's probably going to be a reality show. I'm not saying that there is, I I know nothing of the ins and outs of... But um, surely they're big enough and famous enough anyway that something that's produced by a company with their names behind it would get traction and would get advertising and get interest just because of that without them having to do some sort of tell all revealing secrets about the monarchy interview beforehand I, I, I don't know I don't know I'm just trying to think of reasons myself as to why th- th- that that thing happens I mean this whole thing and what's with this mixing and, and being in a chicken shed business <laughs> Like one minute there's an actual interview going on, the next minute it's half an interview in a chicken shed. Looking, it was it was really weird, uh, and some of the stuff they were saying just didn't make sense in the interview. Oh, that's the other thing that they said. This they said they got married three days before. Oh yeah, the, before their actual official the wedding. wedding. Yeah. Now she said that, and I thought, well, that sounds rubbish. And then he was nodding along, going, yeah, yeah. It didn't say anything about it. Just got kind of nod along. And I thought, well, he's saying it as well. So that maybe they did. Well, but I don't then understand. he said it was just him and the vicar, yeah, or the, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and I'm like, well, that's against all C of E. I guess rules. it sounds like they knew they were going to have the official wedding. They wanted to have a some. I guess, I guess it was probably more of like a blessing rather than an actual official wedding that took place three. Because yeah, she said in the interview, we got no no one knows this, but we got married three days before. The, the, she said the wedding was staged, but the actual yeah. wedding was three days before. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it is illegal one to have a marriage with no witnesses because they said it yeah. was just three of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I there's no that. witnesses, um, and because it, it has to be Church of England, obviously, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. assuming they're following those rules. Um, so just just the three of them. So in which case, if they got married there, unofficially in secret with the archbishop, and then got married again officially uh, at the wedding, then they got married twice, which again is illegal. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> so much rubbish here because you got married in a church under thousands, millions and millions of people watched you get married. Yeah, officially by a, so. What's going on there? Well, I get. I don't even, you know, whether they that they think has happened and whether the thing was staged or whatever. Whether there actually was witnesses there for this tiny little ceremony or whether it was just the two of them having the archbishop say something, I don't don't really bother me at all. It don't, whether it's just like an insight into them wanting a more private relationship rather than just a public one where everyone gets to see intimate parts of their lives, I suppose. I can understand you. I'm, going- I'm fine with them doing that, Ben, but it was bullshit because they said it was just the three of us. Now, something is wrong there. Either yeah. they just admitted to getting married twice or they just lied blatantly to everyone, in which case the rest of the interview doesn't set up well either, does it? If they're <laughs> well, happy yeah. to just frivolously lie about that, then, then fine. And try to make out... And I hate fakeness and that whole chicken thing. Oh, we rescue chicken is just why are you doing that? You're only doing that to try and get sympathy on you. Yeah. Because you know you're about to boatload a load of rubbish out. So that annoyed me. Just do the interview. Don't show me a load of chickens. Why are you stroking (laughs) a chicken? It's a rescue chicken. I don't care where you get your chickens from. 
I'm not interested in you saving chickens or anything like that. That was blatantly a publicity. That chicken thing was total publicity and annoying. Well, I, but it's weird to me. If you're going to rescue something and get sympathy for it, there's animals that could be a lot cuter than that or a lot more endangered or something than that. To have done it with chickens is a bit is a bit weird to think then people are going to go, oh, my God, that's brilliant. I do, I, again, it seems to be something that's bothered you and maybe it has bothered people. It didn't even occur to me to be cynical about that and to think, well, this is crap. They're just doing this to make people think about them in a certain way. I, I don't know. I just find it. And then the whole, right. Oh, yeah. Going back to the mental health thing as well. I know I'm jumping up and down a bit here. No, it's all right. But she, said, she said in there as well, that she'd gone to someone and said, look, I, I feel like killing myself. And we're supposed to believe that the older people that she said, that, that, that she didn't take that seriously, which is very odd to start off. Yeah. Even if you don't like the person and they come up and say, I feel like killing myself, you'd try and say, well, just push them up. If you want yeah. to see someone, go see someone. Send them to someone. Yeah. And then she's saying, oh, well, uh, they wouldn't, because she wasn't an employee, she wasn't able to be helped. So she said, I'll go see a shrink myself. And they went, no, you can't do that because it'll yeah. look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the, the the royal family can't arrange for this woman to see a shrink and the shrink has got confidentiality agreements. So if he says anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's completely done. Like he's absolutely done. Yeah. Both professionally, he'll be in jail, everything like that. You're telling me no one could work that out? Yeah, like, it's just it's it's mech- you have to assume everybody but her is a complete moron in order for her story to believe, and, and that's well, no, that's not wrong. So I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm saying I'm, I'm. It sounds like I don't believe it. I appreciate that, but this is what this podcast is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it strikes me that you have to be you have to think everyone around the story is an idiot for her story to make 100 percent sense. And that, yeah. to me, suggests there's another side to this story. Yeah. Because I think it's very one-sided, and I think it's very weird that they've done it in a media circus-type fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- there was an interview with the guy from Australia. <laughs> I, think, I, can't, I think he's the Prime Minister of Australia, or, or close to, or something like that. Yeah. And they were saying, like, oh, do you think now, because of this, people are going to leave the Commonwealth and stuff like that? And I think he just said, I don't understand what all this is about. So it's basically two very rich people sitting in a very beautiful garden in the middle of sunny California, moaning about the life. And you think that's going to affect the Australian constitution. And I was like, <laughs> bang on, mate. That's exactly what it should be. I was like, they love the queen over there. So I don't think they're going anywhere. But it was such a random question. And he was so puzzled by it. He was just like, I, I don't understand why you're asking me well, what we're going it- to do. Whether you agree with what was portrayed and how they feel or whether you think there was some level of um, it being played for the cameras and not actually true, I still don't think anything that came out as a result of it is going to have any sort of huge worldwide impact. It will probably no. die. Like, like people still talk about that Princess Diana interview with Martin Bashir or whatever and the shocking revelations that came out of that because she basically admitted to having an affair with um, that Hewitt guy over um, against Prince Charles after he'd had an affair with Camilla, you know, and um, it's like I don't think. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you you bang on there, Ben. The the royal family have been through worse than this. Yeah, I don't think. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's it's a huge major scandal. I think it's whether if it's not true, it makes Meghan and Prince Harry look really bad. If it is true. To me, it doesn't make anybody in the royal family look bad. It makes whoever the people are that have refused them help and have seen to be having thoughts that could be portrayed as racist look bad. But they haven't identified those people, so I don't think... And on on that one as well, right, let's be honest. Completely shooting from the hip right now. Right. Let's say I was... uh, uh, married, I was having a baby with a black woman. Yeah. Right? Are you trying to tell me there's not one ounce of, even me, I would, you're trying to tell me that you wouldn't be slightly curious to wonder what the baby would turn out like? 
Well, yeah, yeah, but sh- well, yeah, surely in that instance, you would expect that the baby would be like, well, a mixture of both skin colours, wouldn't you? That's that would make sense. What what I didn't understand about that being such a thing is for her to be someone who has one black parent, one white parent, as I understand it, she looks relatively light skinned. She looks she does, like, yeah. she looks sort of Mediterranean. And therefore I realise there's a whole thing with genetics and it, you know, it could be far more than this. There's a way of having genes where your grandparents' genes can be strong and whatever and whatever. But Therefore, it's far more likely that the baby she had with Prince Harry is going to just look like a white baby. And even whether it didn't or whether it did. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. What There's bound to be some someone ask the question. And is that... Well, I think that's all... Because her dad said the same thing. Her dad said it, it's more likely that someone's just gone to Harry... Wait, do you reckon he's going to be dark or not? And <laughs> yeah. he's gone and told Megan, and Megan's kicked off because she's obviously more sensitive to it. And that yeah. that side of things is totally understandable. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of the royal family's point of view, uh, they might care, but I think it's time for the royal family to man else cares. Yeah. Like, we don't care what colour the baby is. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I've got no interest whatsoever if the next king, whatever, is black, white, yeah. Chinese, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. as long as they do the job well enough to keep everything going as it is. Because I do, I know you said you said before that you think I'm a royalist. This whole conversation kind of suggests that I am. It's not necessarily about that. It's just I like the fact that we're. Acknowledge. I mean, we're one of the smallest little places on on the planet, and yet yeah. we have this acknowledgement of a system that, that, for better or worse, has influenced a lot of what goes on in the world. Yeah, yeah. And well, that I think is something for us to be proud. You call it an institution, if you like. They did make it sound a bit culty, didn't they? Yeah. Like when yeah. he was like when he was saying, "Oh, my dad and my brother are still stuck there," and I'm like. Well, now yeah. you're putting it onto them. Yeah, they're... yeah. Referring and that, to that, that sounded a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Refer- maybe think of the top. There's certain times I just thought this sounds very much like a cult. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just that institution that makes us uh, British. And let's be completely honest: a lot of the wealth that we have, that we enjoy, the the the, the lifestyles that we have is based on the wealth that they do bring in. There's yeah, so much yeah. tourism comes in because of them. Well, that and... just, yeah, moving away from the Meghan and Harry thing for a minute, on the wider yeah. thing of the monarchy, there are those people that say, what's the point of having the monarchy? And we should disband the monarchy and not have it and have a president and, and whatever. But like you say, there's all that history with it. There's all the finance it brings in to the country because the royal family exists. And you can just see whenever there is an event like a royal wedding or a member of the royal family visiting anywhere, people want to go out and see them and meet yeah, them and be in their the presence thousand. to be near them. And it's a huge... I never thing. have. I'm happy watching it on the box. That's how much yeah. of a royalist I am. Don't care about what they're doing. I just but, want them to do the job. I can't remember if I've ever told you this, but in I think it was... Was it 2014? or Yeah, 2014. Um, I met the Queen. And Prince Philip. Um, did, you, did you head butter like Mr. B? <laughs> no, but it was a the charity organisation I belong to, the show business charity Grand Order of Water Acts. It was a 125th anniversary. And we've always had royal patrons. And Prince Philip is one of the sort of honorary royal members. And my dad organised this whole thing and got in touch with his office at Buckingham Palace and asked if we could have a, a thing to celebrate 125th anniversary and they said yes they said it could be at Buckingham Palace and they said Prince Philip would attend and then a couple of weeks before they said the Queen will be in residence at the time she will attend as well and she went round and met everyone and uh, there was about 130-140 people in the room all the members of this charity and their partners 
what was brilliant was about a week beforehand, my dad had to send in little biographies of some of the prominent people, like the most famous people within this organisation. Um, and he sent in for about four or five people. And obviously he was included in it. And when she was meeting everyone, she'd remembered all this information that she must have read. It wasn't just a case of, oh, here's some biographies. I'll have a look at them and not really care. When she met me, my dad went, oh, this is my son. And she went, oh, you work with your father now, don't you? And I went, yes, mom. And she went, and he used to work with your uncle. And I went, yeah, that's right. And she went, oh, you must be very clever. And I went, well, I'd grown up with it and whatever. And so it, there was sort of a level of acknowledgement and that she'd actually bothered to know things about some of the people she was going to be meeting, which I thought was really impressive. That's what I mean. You know, if they do the job well, she's got a, a role there. And, and let's be fair, even as kids, we brought up like all the fairy tales. You, you're, you're a panto man. What's pantos yeah, yeah. without princes and princesses? And yeah, exactly. It's yeah. an ideology that everybody loves and everybody's familiar with. 90% of all Disney films is a princess and a prince and all this jazz and a king and a queen. And yeah. it's, it's, it's idealized around the world. I actually don't know why, like, America don't have a king or yeah. like it's an institution that we've sort of kept and I love having that and I love that it's identifiable as British and I love that uh, uh I am a Brit I'm I think that I'm, I'm more of a Brit than a royalist like I, I right, like yeah. what Britain should should be and it should be above all this uh yeah. stuff and I'm I'm less angry uh well, I'm not angry at all that uh, of her race. I'm more angry that she's American <laughs> <laughs> and that she's bringing all this crap over here that's <laughs> like this, which I don't think we need. Um, that's a hint and I love of, America, to be fair. That was probably wrong. It's, that's it's a hint just... of a Wallace Simpson getting in again, isn't it? And what was it <clears throat> when the king abdicated and stuff and went off to live with her? Yeah. Well, yeah. that was, I don't know. Well, that was, who is it, wasn't it? Um, her Ed, dad, wasn't it? Who, yeah. yeah, Edward the Seventh, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it just came across as a bit contrived, that, that whole interview. And he came across as whips. It was all her. I think everything was down to I her. was surprised, because whenever I've seen him speak before, like alongside Prince William, he seemed a lot more confident. And when that was happening, I don't know if it was because it was about their relationship and their lives. Yeah, he seemed much more reticent and like he didn't he didn't speak in the same way. But maybe that's a thing he's put on for the cameras when he's been interviewed before. And that was more what he's like at home. You know, who knows? But it wouldn't surprise me if he's got mental health issues either under the surface. I mean, he's had a out of the royals. I, 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 it's hard to imagine prince, princesses and everything that they've got sitting there thinking, oh, they've had a hard life. Yeah, yeah. It's a really odd thing for anyone people, to engage with. Yeah. If there's any but kind I, of I, any kind of idea of someone with a lot of privilege trying to claim they've had a tough time, people yeah. who, who don't understand that world are just like, well, you're talking out your ass. You can't have a tough time. You've got endless amounts of money and a great life, so you can't feel bad, you know. But I do think that out of all the current modern royal family I think he's got it the hardest as Harry because yeah. I think all his life he's had this did your mum cheat on him with because everyone compares him to Hewitt didn't they yeah 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 uh, so he's had this is me dad me dad yeah half his life and then he grows up his mum dies he's got all that going from it and um, and he's ultimately not going to be of any particular importance in the grand scheme of things, other than his name's going to be next to Charles at some point, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. We, we we, as a nation, I think, have embraced William far more than we've embraced Harry. Well, when you think um, about... what, Here's something interesting that we are only getting to relatively far into the podcast, but um, I was having a discussion with someone else about this recently. There's a, quite a large number of people, I think, that believe... When the Queen dies, Charles shouldn't accede to the throne and should pass it on and let Prince William become the king. And yeah. I don't know what you think about that, but my personal view is, and again, you can't look at it 
in terms of a job and an, any other job, it's certainly nothing like that because it involves your family. And for Charles, it would be his mother and his son. It's totally different. But to me, there's got to be an element of she's now the longest serving monarch ever. Everyone's delighted about that. But surely nobody expected she would live to the age of 94, 95. Charles no. might have expected to be king already by now. Obviously, you'd rather have her survive and fabulous and brilliant. But I think he's sort of waited for so long to be king. It would be a, almost a shame for him not to do it. Well, do you know what? I, I, I watched The Crown and I really don't like the way they've depicted Charles in The Crown. It, it, it upsets me because I, I genuinely don't believe that he's like how they've depicted him. <clears throat> I don't think he's a saint, but I think if you look at him when he was younger, he had that kind of ambition where I think he genuinely thought one day I'm going to be king and he had to live up to that hype as well and he had to be that kind of person and he was constantly in a world where everyone's saying everything's got to be behind closed doors, you've got to do what we say, you've got to marry Diana because it looks better. He's had all that his whole sort of yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's been under a lot of scrutiny. And I kind of think there was a point, I don't know when it was, but I think there was a point where he just went, sod it. <laughs> I literally yeah. just think he thought, I don't think I'm going to be king. And he just seemed happier. There's a point where he's just, whether it's when he got with Camilla, whether whatever. And when he did that, I think that's when we started to embrace Charles a bit more because he just became less pompous there's an element of pompousness and arrogance as a younger man yeah and it, as he's older i think we just kind of accept charles as charles we just think that's charles and he does have a lot of love but i think everybody is waiting for william to be king having yeah. said that i don't think i'd prefer william to be king i'd love it i, I would because i genuinely like william i think he's a really nice guy I think everybody fell in love with Kate Middleton as well. She's yeah, yeah. the nation's sweetheart. I think a little bit of the fact that Megan didn't get that is also part of this whole thing as well. Yeah, yeah. But, um, we do love Kate and William. We love that that unit moving to the top hierarchy. I think everybody would be on board with. But at the same time, I would think Charles would be an absolute moron if he got the opportunity to be king, yeah, even if it's for a couple of years and then he abdicates, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'd be like, you'd do it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd, I'd have more respect for him if he did it for a couple of years and went, you know what, I've done my time, I'm old, let's have William in while he's still got it in him to go. It could be a great monarch for the next 50 years. In you go. Just yeah. so his name's on the board. I'd just, <laughs> I'd do it, I would. If it was me, like, I'd do it. No like offence to my son. But I would be like, my name's going up there, mate. Just sorry. so his name's on the board, like there's some yeah. role of honour in Buckingham Palace. They, someone paints up in Tipex or something, and it's like, yeah, Charles. Well, it's going to be on there. Or he gets a picture done with the crown on, and it goes up in yeah, the gallery, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you'd do it, wouldn't you? There's no way you'd pass that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sure. like being in, it's like, you know, we've all been in players. If you get the opportunity to be the lead man, you're taking that opportunity, mate. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not going to go, oh, he's a bit younger. He can have it. Give it him. <laughs> no one's ever done that. <laughs> no, that is true. That is. I mean, I'd have a, I, I'll tell you what, either way he does it, I'd have a lot of respect for him. If he became king and just continued till he rotted, I would think, right, now you've been a bit. But if yeah. he just had it for a bit and then went, do you know what? This is a job for a younger man, and it's a modern society. I'm not with it. Let William in, yeah. but long enough that he's got his name up there, I'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird to it think be... that our entire lives we've had a female monarch, and before, um, you know, not long before her Queen Victoria reigned for an awfully long time. And then, if you think whether Charles does it and hands it over to William after William, it's going to be Prince George there's going to be a male monarch for a very long time. And even something like yeah. the national anthem being God save our gracious King, that is going to be so weird for everyone to have to do a switch over of. Well, I reckon when William comes up, it'll be a rap. <laughs> I think he's, he's that so down cool. with the kids. He's so cool. It'll be, it'll be like, Oh, Snoop Dogg. Can you just make me an anthem please? And it'd be like, yeah, man. It should and be a just, just be a rap. 
should be a mash-up <laughs> mash of the national anthem and something by Eminem. It would be weird. Like. So, like, we've got, like, Elizabeth Regina for some reason. I'm assuming, is that a... I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, yeah, well, it's something to do with... It's the Latin word for queen, isn't it? I, I don't really know. Is it? All right. Good knowledge there. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so when Charles comes in, what's it going to be on the post box? Yeah, yeah, true. Red. Is he Windsor? So is it CW? Does he go down as a Windsor? Now, this is something I've always struggled with because everyone makes these sort of glib comments about how Prince Philip has Greek heritage or whatever. And like our royal family has a lot of German ancestry and stuff in it. Um, I, I don't understand what any member of the royal family's surname actually is. Because, like, what's on their birth certificate? Because is it William and Harry are called Windsor? Is their surname Windsor? But is that because of the House of Windsor? I don't, I don't really understand. Yeah, so they're, they're members of the House of Windsor. I think Charles's original, was it Mount... Mountbatten, yeah. Mountbatten. Then, then there's this yeah. thing about Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, isn't it? That someone's, like Prince Philip's, or I think, yeah, his actual heritage, they have that as a surname. So, yeah, there's Mountbatten, there's Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, and then there's Windsors. I'm like, I don't know what their actual name is. Do, do they not have a well, name? Well, they're under the House of Windsor. It's a yeah, bit yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, do they not have a name a bit like, the same as the rest no. of us? Yeah, but it's like you're a Game of Thrones man. It's a bit like that, isn't it? House Stark. You have got John Snow in there. He's bobbing about. He's not a Stark, is he? He's a Snow. And I'm not saying there's a lot of bastards in. Well, there probably are in, in the royal form. But like, it, it's that kind of thing. It, it goes under the the name of the house. Yeah, I believe. Well, one thing, which is, is why she's she's not Elizabeth's not a Windsor. Well, she's Elizabeth Windsor. I don't know. I well, I don't. This is what she's confuses not. me. I, is it, she? Make, it makes me want to do research about it. I've never understood what their official, what their actual name. Oh yeah, should should have done that before you went on to. Uh... Yeah, before I mentioned it. One, well, if you're yeah. looking that up, something I'll share with you. Um, many years ago, we stayed in um, Scarborough in Yorkshire for a few summer contracts that my dad and uncle did. And I was really young. One of the people they stayed with, his one of his best friends was the butler to the Queen Mother, was one of the butlers to the Queen Mother, and actually told wow. him stuff about what went on. And you just can't imagine. He said one time she came down the stairs of Buckingham Palace and massively had a swearing fit because one of the corgis had shat on the carpet at the bottom of the stairs. And you just can't imagine anyone in the royal family having to deal with anything like that. And I found that really hilarious. Um, with the, all the stuff that I could have found out as a result of my um, dad knowing a man who knew the butler to the Queen Mother, that's the only thing I can remember. So it's a little bit upsetting, really. Yeah, I mean, she's down as Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor. Yeah. Since okay. that's what her full name is. But she right. does, her signature is Elizabeth R. I don't know. It says nothing about Regina, are you? Yeah. Very, I don't even know. Very where bizarre that comes what from. their official names actually are. That's something I need to look at in more detail. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to have to come back to the Royals because we've barely actually spoke about it. I did suspect that interview was going to take up a lot of this yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, time. But um, yeah, he's the Charles of the House of Windsor as well. Don't actually say what his name is. Yeah, so what? that's the thing. Is Prince, Prince, what's Prince Philip's official surname? Is it Mountbatten? Is it? I don't know. I don't know enough about No, he had it changed, didn't he? Uh, she, he became a Windsor when um, uh, they got married. Oh, okay. That was right, something right. she did. So I think they actually covered that in the Crown, to be fair, which is I think Charles... I remember reading right. it going, it was true. Okay. But, I mean, regardless of what their names are, I think they should always have an important place as a part of Britain. There's, you just... For the fact that just buildings that they reside in are tourist attractions, 
is crazy when you think about it when you think they are just humans and they are just people representing the country in a in a you know high class kind of way or whether you think they behave in a high class way is another matter but um, yeah like wins I once when I was doing stand up uh I was speaking to this guy and I th- uh, it was when I first started, and I think his name was Jason. I can't remember his uh, last name, Jason. Yeah, wasn't. Jason. Anyways, when I first started doing stand up, and I was quite nervous about going up there, and it was at a place in Tottenham, around the corner, just on the high road. Right. And um, one of the things he said to me, he says, "Whenever I get nervous, I always picture the Queen having a shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like. She's like the top of everything. You got to think, no matter who you are, everybody has to go for a shit. And if you picture the queen, it relaxes me because I just know if she does it, everyone, <laughs> like if, she, you know, if she's doing something that embarrassing, everyone can be embarrassed. Like in his methodology, in his mind, that's yeah. his calm place. Right, he's picturing right. the queen on the toilet. Now, there is a part of me that's always wanted to know, like more so with like. William and Kate now, I guess, but the Queen and Prince Philip beforehand and Charles and Diana and whatever. You want to know what they do of an evening if they're not working, if they're sort of sat at home and the TV they put on and do they put on the same programmes as everyone else and feel the same about it? Surely they do. It would be kind of great to hear that every now and again, you know. Oh, we watched EastEnders tonight and that was brilliant. Or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was on. That was a good one, wasn't it? I'd love to get feedback from the Royals on what they think about popular culture mm. just a little tidbit here then on your set. it says people on this website here which is about the royal family people often ask whether uh, members of the royal family have a surname and if so what is it members of the royal family can be known by both the name of the royal house and by a surname which are not always the same and often they do not use a surname at all before 1917, members of the British royal family had no surname, oh. um, but only the name of the house or dynasty to which they belonged. So okay. basically, they just they literally changed their name. It's like so it when you is, get married, so to speak. Yeah, it is a lot more Game of Thrones than uh, than I even thought. So you were right, yeah. Well, yeah, before then. I mean, it does go on this. Uh, for the next time, we'll have a bit more... Uh, information on that because they do use them now so I don't know what changed in 1917 yeah um, oh tells you here in 1917 it was a radical change when George V specifically adopted Windsor not only as the name of the house or dynasty but also as the surname of his family the family name was changed as a result of anti-German feeling during the first world war and the name Windsor was adopted after the castle of the same name Right, so he changed it to get rid of the, uh, the right, German. Yeah. yeah. But if he had no surname and he was called George, where was the German <laughs> kind of t- like? What's he think? making wins? I mean, obviously he's done it, so it worked. But I just yeah, I, I think can't understand. More, there must be more to it than that. Like you said, we will have to delve more deeply into this in a future episode. But um, this has been one of our more. Uh, not exactly hard hitting, but one of more sort of serious subject matters to look at. And um, yeah, I've gone off on one. Sorry, no, never apologize. It's always interesting. Um, I guess we need to have a slightly more frivolous one for the next podcast, but uh, we haven't even discussed that. So, do you know what? We I haven't. Mean, let's leave it open. People can come to our next episode. Not quite sure what to expect, except I think they come to I think they come to every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite sure what to expect, except a little bit more frivolity. But we will return to the royals in a future episode, definitely, because yeah, we we only scratched the surface. And I forgot to mention at the beginning, this is episode ten. It is double figures. Happy tenth, yeah, happy tenth birthday. Yeah, for thoughters. Um. So, oh, yeah, on, on with the next 10. Let's, let's, let's see how far we get. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do but, yeah, we will find something a little bo- a little more lighthearted for the next one. I think it tends to be the theme. We do one serious, one light. How about we do the theme of what you're wearing right now that we did talk about as a potential future episode? Now, people don't know what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> so... Yeah, what's the happening there is you're, all... either, I'm, I'm not even going to say it I'm not going to mention it until next week Yeah, just because <laughs> I'm interested there to know. Are be I'll tell thinking, you what, tweeters if, 
If you can guess what you think I'm wearing. Yeah, good point. Is the next episode going to be gimp masks? That's the question. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's for you to find out. Next week, we'll be talking about the benefits of thongs. (laughs) (laughs) Please tweet us at Feud Thoughts with your guesses. What is Martin wearing that we're going to talk about next week on episode 11? Um, it's a shame to have to bring it to a close. It's been interesting as ever. Hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Thanks for taking the time to listen to it. Um, Absolutely. Any, any last words of wisdom from my esteemed colleague? Oh, me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking to the cat again. Uh, I don't know. You put me on the spot now. Uh, yeah. Don't do a workout and then do a podcast would be that. You yep. go hyperactive. Wise words. Well, we'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening. And uh, from all of us at Feud Thoughts, bye for now. Bye-bye.